What's up, Richmond, Virginia? This is Tyler O'Neill, and I am your host of the RVA Health and Fitness Podcast, a podcast focused on creating a healthier Richmond community and healthier citizens of that community. Uh, this is the first episode. I'm super excited. Um, you know, new new to podcasting, but not new to health and wellness, uh, fitness. Um, so I really am starting this podcast to help the citizens of Richmond, Virginia, and create a more positive, collaborative, and healthy community so we can create and make Richmond uh, a beacon of health, wellness, and happiness on the East Coast. You know, it starts with individual efforts, but together we can come together and create a larger, healthier, fitter, long-living, positive community. So I'm super stoked to be, you know, starting this podcast and starting on this journey with you guys. So uh, before we dive into it, you know, the way I picture this podcast working is, you know, having individuals uh within the community, just your average day, everyday citizens on on this podcast to answer any questions that they may have about health, wellness, uh, fitness, nutrition, etc. Um, and also looking to bring businesses and entrepreneurs and healthcare workers on to talk about Richmond at a more uh, citywide macro scene rather than just at the individual level. I want to approach this from both sides, from helping the individual citizens and also diving into what the local organizations are doing to help promote uh, a healthier Richmond. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I really think this is an opportunity to have a more casual, candid conversation about the health of a city. You know, so often in healthcare and wellness, you focus on the macro side of things. So you have the health systems and the policies focusing on the state and the national level um, with some community population health initiatives focused on the, you know, the sicker, less fortunate populations out there. Um, and then on the fitness side, you really have several things from the fitness influencers on social media to the industry thought leaders, the researchers, all focusing on a global, if not national scale. Uh, but very few people are talking about the health of communities on an individual basis outside of the healthcare system. So everybody. Um, in Richmond and all the organizations are thinking about health because a lot of the work that we do on a daily basis contributes to the health of the citizens of RVA. Um, so bringing those organizations together with the actual citizens and individuals in the Richmond community, I think we can learn a whole bunch about how we can better collaborate and educate and teach people about health and create a culture of happiness, health, wellness and fitness in RVA along with all the other great things that RVA has. So with that, um, yeah, I'm starting this podcast uh, to promote that mission, that vision that I have for Richmond. So, you know, I'm not local. I'm not native to Richmond or Virginia even. I'm from North Carolina myself. Uh, grew up in Durham and Chapel Hill down there. So I'm recording this after the Duke Carolina game on Saturday, February 8th. So a little bun, my Tar Heels, you know, gave up and lost at the last second because they can't get an offensive rebound. Uh, but that's okay because, you know, although I consider Chapel Hill, you know, my, my heart, my soul, and I bleed Carolina blue. Now Richmond has become a home like I never envisioned it would become. I moved up here 
shit, almost six years ago now, uh, coming in this August uh, after I graduated the University of North Carolina, I came up here to get my master's in health administration, which is essentially an MBA, but with a healthcare focus. Um, and I told myself I would be here two years, two years I was going to be here, and then I was going to move out and explore the country or move back to North Carolina. And here I am almost six years later, uh, still living in Richmond, creating a life of happiness and love because Richmond has taken my heart like it has taken a lot of the listeners' hearts. Uh, Richmond has a lot to offer from the the great social scene, the the beer scene, the amazing food scene. If you're a foodie, you've got to come to Richmond and check the food scene out. It is absolutely phenomenal. Um, But there's just so much to do here from the James River to the Capitol Trail to just the history and the culture of Richmond. It is really uh, taking my heart. And so Although I told myself I was going to be here two years, I'm very glad I stayed longer than two years. Um, you know, so you know what kind of kept me here is I have a very good job with VCU Health System. I am a operational project manager for them. I'm currently working on building the new Sheltering Arms Institute Hospital, which is a physical rehab hospital that's being built out in Goochland over by the new Wegmans. We are doing some really cool things that's looking to incorporate the community um, and create Richmond and define Richmond as an accessibility capital of the region um, and really trying to educate the community on what living with a disability actually means because we are all able individuals. So I am very fortunate to be working on that project on a daily basis and getting and understanding the aspects of healthcare and why the system is so complicated. And on the side, outside of that, I'm also a health, fitness, and nutrition coach. So really looking at individual behavior change to create healthier individuals um, by uh, creating a holistic approach to health and not just saying you have got to lift weights or you have got to be on the keto diet to do certain things because you don't. Life is meant to be enjoyed. Life is meant to be balanced, and we should not all focus on one thing over the other. It's possible to be healthy by moving the body in the way that you want to move the body and by eating the things that you want to eat. Um, So really trying to create a balanced approach to fitness, nutrition, and health on the individual level. So I think I have a a really unique opportunity to look at, at health of the Richmond uh, extended community uh, from the healthcare perspective and the medical care perspective and from the individual health, fitness, nutrition level. Uh, this is something I'm very passionate about. So I hope, you know, at a bare minimum that you guys at least can see the passion that I'm bringing to this and learn a thing or two on the way. Um, so like I said, what I, my vision for this is to really, you know, bridge the gap between healthcare and, and fitness, nutrition, and health. So, you know, taking that sick care aspect that hospitals have um, and taking the preventive approach that, you know, gyms and nutrition and food can have on us as well as the community and bridging that gap to understand that these two are not different industries. They're the same, they're different sides of the same coin. And it's a beautiful thing. Let's look to figure out how we can bridge and partner together to create a more holistic and healthy positive Richmond community. Um, so, you know, I really hope to educate you guys on, on this. Um, 
you know, I love love community health, love fitness, love nutrition. Um, and together by creating healthier individuals, I truly do believe we can create a healthier community, but we can't go, to, go at it alone. We need uh, local community organizations to partner and to lead these initiatives from the health systems um, in the city, Monscores, HCA, uh, Encompass, Sheltering Arms, VCU Health, all the way down to the individual level. We all have our responsibility. I don't care if you're a restauranteer. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're in tech, or if you're in banking, or if you're in finance, um, or you know you work at a local barbershop, or you're a distillery or a brewery, we all have the responsibility to create a healthier Richmond community, and I think we can all do that. So by exploring the individual industries in Richmond, getting people on the podcast from the healthcare profession and from the uh, the other professions within Richmond, I think we can learn a whole lot together and uh, improve the health of the community. So, you know, just an introduction to uh, community health is really the focus of this episode of the podcast now that we got all the logistics out of the way. So... Um, what I really want you guys to understand is that health and well-being in a community um, is within our control, and our control being the individual members of society as well as the individual uh, corporations that exist within our communities at a uh, local, regional, national scale. We all have the responsibility to create healthy um, communities because when you look at health, you know, a lot of people think about health as, okay, it's what I eat or how much I move or um, it's my mental well-being. And yes, absolutely 100%, um, you know, what you eat, how much you move and, you know, what goes on between your ears plays a very crucial role, role um, in creating a healthier individual. But, you know, approaching it from the healthcare perspective you know, there's way more things that go into health than just what we put into our bodies and how much we move and how well we think. Uh, you know, overall health is determined by several key categories, and we can all have an influence um, on these, either an individual level or a uh, corporation uh, business level um, within the community. So instead of focusing on the national, even the regional, the state level. You know, let's focus on the on the Richmond community level and figure out how we can address each of these five categories. You know, over these podcast episodes, um, to create a, a more satisfying and healthier Richmond. So those five categories that encompass the five categories that encompass our overall health are our physical environment, the the medical care that we receive and have access to, our social circumstances. Uh, genetics obviously play a factor in our individual health, um, but also our individual behaviors. So if you look at those five categories, uh, some of them probably make a lot of sense. Like, okay, yes, uh, you know, we have a good health system. So therefore, if I get sick, I'm more likely to uh, have a healthier life because they'll bring me back up out of that sickness and make me healthy again. So yes, obviously that is, and obviously our individual behaviors, you know, what I eat, drink um, does play a role, but there's other factors that play a role into it. So if you look at the breakdown of what health is to an individual, um, the first thing to know is these percentages are not set in stone. These are um, estimates and it does vary by individuals. Some individuals 
will have more of an influence by one of these factors than somebody else. Um, but like as in all things in life, we're all different, and it's all we all need to think about this on an individual level. Um, but unfortunately, we can't dive into the specifics of each individual within the Richmond community, so we have to talk about it in a broad spectrum. Um, so if you look at it by breakdown, the smallest thing that impacts our health from a percentage standpoint, um, not from a significant standpoint, but a percentage standpoint is our physical environment. So that makes up about 5% of our overall health. And that's things like the quality of air that we're breathing on a daily basis, the quality of water that our city provides, or if it actually has uh, healthy water to provide. Um, it's things like housing. So is our housing safe um, and effective. So, you know, avoiding, especially if you live in the fan in Richmond um, or a lot of places in Richmond for that matter, uh, you've probably signed that waiver about lead paint. So, you know, removing lead from uh, the housing environment, you know, actually giving people affordable housing so they can live and promote a life, um, really the bare essentials. It's also things like transit. Do we have a good transit system so people can commute? Uh, around the city to get the jobs and have access to services and employment opportunities that they may otherwise not have access to. So the physical environment um, is very important. Um, and also on an individual level, outside of the community physical environment, the way we set up ourselves for success in our homes and at work and in our everyday life, you know, that environment, the way we structure ourselves um, can also excuse me, can also play a role in, in how we are doing and uh, making sure we set us ourselves up for success rather than failure. So we'll look definitely, you know, throughout this podcast into um, various ways we can structure our environments uh, to, to promote healthy outcomes, as well as, you know, hopefully talking to some people around the city about what Richmond itself as a community is trying to do to um, create a more effective, healthy environment through things like the Pulse Initiative with the GRTC, you know, equal housing opportunities, you know, what is our water quality compared to other cities, and really trying to dive in to those environmental factors um, that a lot of us may not think about. So I'm super excited to get into that. Um, Outside of the physical environment, the next level up is 10% of our overall health is established uh, by the medical care the clinical care that we have, one, access to, and two, the quality of that clinical care. So when you think about health, most people immediately think about hospitals, physicians, nurses, uh, therapists, you know, psychologists, all the clinicians that make up the healthcare system uh, because it's natural. That is where billions, if not trillions of dollars each year of our money goes into the healthcare industry. Um, and one, that is a beautiful thing. I know in the United States, um, I know the United States has a lot of issues when it comes to the healthcare system in terms of the quality of care, the expense of care, access to care, and it varies by region, it varies by state, it varies by city. But if I were, were to be sick, let me make this clear, I would not want to be in any other country than the United States of America. The United States of America has a phenomenal healthcare system and it's leading the world in innovation and research and all these things that make everybody else around the globe healthier. So, you know, I know VCU Health, you know, through my day job does 
and performance miracles on a daily basis from the transplant teams to the surgery teams to their initiatives with population health um, and really trying to promote healthier communities. So there is beautiful things that are happening here on a daily basis, um, but it's only 10% of our overall health. Um, so just because it has the most financial resources and some of the smartest minds to have ever walked the earth is not the sole driving factor of our health. So I want to make that explicitly clear. Healthcare is absolutely 100% important. And without it, we would be lost and it would be way worse off. But it is only a small percentage of our actual overall health. Um, so we have physical environment of 5%, medical care at 10%. At 15% comes our social circumstances. So that's things like education, employment, income, family and social support, uh, and community safety. So our social circumstances absolutely play a role in our physical health. And a lot of us do not understand or even think about our social circumstances impacting our health, but it really does. I mean, just anecdotally speaking, how often have you felt peer pressured um, about being on a diet and going out with friends for pizza and you know, feeling that pressure to, you know, okay, I'll go off my diet. Um, you know, that's just one small aspect, but that's that family and social support we talk about. You know, As we set goals within our life, whether professional, familial, or uh, you know, health, nutrition, diet, fitness related, you know, having that support network and having people to help us achieve our goals is vitally important. But we also need to look at it from a, a more community uh, aspect. So are we educating people appropriately? Um, do they have the education level to succeed? Um, you know, just the base level knowledge to promote a, a life of well-being. Um, but also, do they have the nutritional education they need? Do they have the fitness education that, do they, that they need? Um, do they have employment opportunities? And you know, what is our unemployment rate? You know, how awesome is our employment scene in Richmond or how awful is our employment scene in Richmond you know having access to jobs is vitally important because that leads to a stable income that allows them to buy food that's healthy um, and to have the knowledge to be able to buy that food and the resources to buy that food so um, we have employment and income which go very hand in hand but you know a lot of people in in the around the globe especially, but also in the United States of America and definitely Richmond, you know, we, we think we all, all have access to you know, things like enough income to buy food, but it's just not the case. You know, there's people here in Richmond who don't have the money to buy, you know, the fruits and vegetables. They also don't have access to be able to buy fruits and vegetables. You know, there's a grocery store opening in what they call, you know, food deserts where people do not have access to those things and it loses money. So we need to make sure we have the income at an individual level, at a society level to be able to promote, um, and alleviate insecurity in health and well-being. So, um, you know, that's something that we can definitely get into on this podcast and really looking at ways that we can tangibly improve um, the access to, to food, to fitness, uh, to health, um, making sure people have the right resources, what Richmond and the organizations in this community are planning to help alleviate some of those concerns that we are currently facing. Um, and also community safety, do we have a safe environment you know if you look at maslow's hierarchy of needs yes I'm, I'm going way back to psychology class in high school here guys so so bear with me um 
if you look at Maslow's hierarchy needs, you know, what do people need first before they can even be, you know, start to improve themselves? You know, they, they need food, shelter, and safety. So do we have a community that is safe, um, you know, physically and psychologically to be able to create a stable foundation for people to, you know, build upon and improve themselves upon? So um, social circumstances absolutely play a role, 15%. The next next and the last two categories are by far the biggest um, and it's not going to be what a lot of you think. So 30% are, are actual genetics. So, you know, the genes that our parents passed on to us um, and what that does, um, you know, to our overall health and well-being. So it's very easy and I hear constantly that, oh, I'm overweight because my parents are overweight or, you know, I am predisposed to have these certain traits and characteristics or, you know, these health markers that lead to cancer and other diseases. And yes, that is absolutely true. And that genetics do play a role, unfortunately. And we don't don't have nearly as much control over our genetics as we may like or we may wish, even with uh, all, all these uh, genetic engineering tools that we're starting to hear about in the media uh, we still do not have quite as much control over it, but think about it from the macro perspective. 30% of our health is genetics. That means 70% of our health are other factors that we have way more control over. So just because you're predisposed to be overweight or to have a certain health outcome or a health marker, does, that does not define who we are as individuals. So we do have the ability to control other factors in our life and beat those genetics down and control them by our own individual actions. So I want you all to stay positive as you know, you look at yourself and you, you know, maybe get a, a DNA test or, you know, something like that, or maybe you just feel like the world's against you because you have these predispositions. And I want you to know that one, you are not alone. And two, you can do something about it, whether, uh, you know, you believe so or not. But if anybody ever tells you, oh, well, your parents are fat, so that makes you fat, I want you to either run away as far and as fast as you can from that person and never speak to them again because we are about positivity in this Richmond community. We are about growth. We are about development. We are about healthy outcomes. And we are not about negativity. We are not about judgment. We are not going to stand for people that promote false and poor mental um, behaviors onto other people. We do not want those projections onto other people because we are all here to uplift each other and, and become better and you know, individually so we can create something that's greater than the sum of our parts, you know, and make Richmond a true, truly wonderful place to be. Um, so yes, genetics does play a role for about 30%. Um, and the last and by far the, the largest category at 40% of, you know, what makes up our overall health, 40% of what makes up our overall health is our individual behaviors. So, you know, just directly without being able to do anything, um, you know, having any poli uh, politician get in the way without having, you know, any city structure such as education or no matter how much you make or no matter what the medical care in your area provides, 40% of our behaviors or 40% of our health is defined by our individual behaviors, things that we ourselves can directly control without the influence of anything or anyone else. 40% is a lot, guys. Um, you know, 40% of, 
of a hundred, you know, forty percent of our health is, you know, almost half of thing of our outcomes and our health and well-being. Something that we can control individually. So things like, do you use tobacco? Do you drink in excess? You know, are you moving? Are you dieting? Are you exercise? Are you, you know, eating healthy? Um, you know, are you practicing safe sexual behaviors? Um, those types of things all contribute to our health and we can control each and every one of those things uh, you know every day we have a choice of who we want to be and who we want to become and you know it's up to us and nobody else do not make excuses these are, are on you yes you might have a predisposition to alcoholism or yes you might have social and peer pressures to, to do drugs or to have unsafe sex or to eat pizza for every meal um, but those are projections onto ourselves and you do have the ability to say no and to take control and it may be scary and it may be frightening and you, you may feel like you're being judged but just know that this is your life you get one of them so make the right choices that allow you to live the life that you want to live um, whether that's I want to eat better so I can roll around uh, on the floor with with my grandkids one day or maybe I want to start walking every day so I can eventually go on that hike um, in Alaska, uh, you know, with my husband, shout out mom, that was for you. Um, great work, by the way, keep it up, love you. Um, you know, so we have those choices that we get to make every day uh, to become better. And it's not like you have to go from sitting on the couch, not moving your ass to running a marathon in a freaking week or running the Monument 10K in you know next month. But, you know, each day look to do, make yourself better than you were the previous day, you know. Um, in project management and process improvement, we call that Kaizen, where we try to get 1% better each and every day. Apply that to yourself. Try to get 1% better each and every day, and you'll be amazed at what you're able to achieve. Um, so it really breaks my heart that you know 40% of premature deaths are influenced by factors such as obesity, physical inactivity, smoking, alcohol abuse. Um, they did a study in, in Europe a couple years ago and found that in Europe, the whole EU, a million people died from obesity and physical inactivity each and every year. That is heartbreaking. Just by taking control of your life, moving a little bit better, moving a little bit more, eating a little bit better, reducing your you know alcohol and drug abuse, not not using tobacco, uh, performing safe sex, and those types of things, you can save a million people each and every year. That's worth it. I mean, that's worth anything, guys. To be able to to go out and say that we saved a million people, if you apply that to Richmond, that's you know hundreds, if not thousands, of people that we as a community can save from uh, you know certain death or premature death uh, because we create a culture of movement, a culture of health, a culture of healthy eating, and a culture of education and safe sex practices. I mean, these things are powerful. They impact individual lives, and just because it doesn't impact you. It might impact somebody you know or somebody they know or a friend of a friend. Um, you know, we are all in this together, and it's each and each of our responsibilities to promote uh, healthy behaviors. And you know, luckily, for those things that we can't control, or those you know, unlucky times that we do get sick here in Richmond, we have great health systems to you know bring us back and heal us um, and, and promote health with their resources and their knowledge and their expertise. But, you know, we can prevent a lot of that and take the pressure off of those hospitals and health systems by creating a healthier individual, 
And we do that day in, day out, over time, not through some 30-day crash diet or some ketogenic challenge, but we do it by creating balance in our own lives, you know, physically, nutritionally, mentally. That's what we're here to do, guys. That's why we're here. That's why we're here with this podcast. So, um, you know, we're almost at 30 minutes now. So I'm gonna, you know, try to try to wrap up here in the next mission, uh, in the next few minutes. But, um, like I said, we all have a say in, in our health, and I really want to you just sit on there and think about, you know, what you can do in, on a daily basis to promote health. And maybe it's you know standing up a little bit more at work, or maybe it's um, you know, walking to the grocery store rather than driving the two blocks. Um, I know it's cold, but come on guys, it's two blocks. Um, you know, so think about what you can do, you know, maybe you'll pass on the office donut and you eat some fruit or or vegetables instead, or, or maybe, you know, you don't have that extra beer at night and wake up feeling hungover. Um, so you get off your day off to a poor start. So there's ample opportunities every day. I mean, maybe it's just, you know, standing up and, you know, doing one push up during a commercial break. One push up is better than nothing, my friends. You know, one is better than nothing, two is better than one, but I'd rather you do one of something than to do nothing at all and think it's a colossal uphill battle. It's all about balance, it's all about sustainability over time and not about quick results, even though that's what the society has come to believe that, you know, everything should happen overnight. It's not the case. So, you know, t- take a different approach. You know, as a city, let's take a different approach. Let, let's play the long game for once, and let's try to create a healthier community over the years, the months, years, and decades, rather than over the next week. So, um, with that, uh, we'll be back on you know relatively soon with our first ever guest, and those kind of conversations will will play out as a casual conversation. I'll have a, a few key questions. Uh, to kind of steer the conversation, but I really just wanted to be a conversation between me uh, and the other individual or the the company I'm talking to. So, um, you know, and to learn about things like you know how coffee and caffeine impacts our health. You know, what is a sustainable coffee approach? What are sustainable agriculture approaches? What what opportunities for urban farming exist? You know, how how do therapists promote health on a daily basis, you know, physical and psychological therapy. Um, what are some of your questions? Maybe you don't know what a carbon, a fat, and a protein is and its impact, you know, on our health or in dieting, or maybe you don't know what the, that the weight loss equation is, calories in versus calories out. So this really is a podcast about you guys, for you guys, um, and I'm really excited to go on this journey with you all. So uh, you know, as we wrap up, that's all for this week. Uh, feel free to reach out uh, to me. I can be found on Instagram at Tyler O'Neill Fitness. That's Tyler T Y L E R O'Neill O N E A L Fitness, or you can go to Tyler O'Neill dot Fit, which is my website, and submit a, uh, um, a question there. Um, you know, I want to hear from you guys. What do you want to learn about? Uh, who do you want me to talk to? Who do you want me to have on the show? What areas of health, wellness, fitness, healthcare, community environment do you want me to cover? Um, open to all ears. So I'm super excited to go on this journey with you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your week um, and love you guys.